That's why he remains in the village. And he waits for the fools from the city to come. <laughs> now, I used to believe all those things those days. If you're preaching prosperity, you got to live prosperity. Listen to me. I preach the word of God. They are, you know Catherine Kuhlman? How many of you remember Catherine Kuhlman? People used to get Catherine Kuhlman's name. People would get healed. Her name. You know what I mean by her name? Kenneth Higgins said they had a meeting. Catherine Kuhlman was supposed to come. She could not come. So they said, you, go and teach and preach because Miss Kuhlman is not coming. He began to make excuses. You know, I'm not Miss Kuhlman. People were getting healed. While he was still trying to explain that you see, I'm a teacher of the world, though. I'm not a miracle worker. They started getting healed, getting up from wheelchairs while he was explaining that he's not Miss Kuhlman. Yet, why didn't Miss Kuhlman come to the meeting? Her heart was failing and they rushed out to the hospital. <laughs> Is it not crazy? <laughs> The reason why Kuman, Catherine Kuman did not show up was that her heart was failing. Or a robust prayed and prayed and prayed, nothing happened. All that happened was when she died, a glow filled the room. And she died. All those she prayed for, they were still walking around, very healed. Completely well. But she was dead. These will believe those that don't believe them anymore. People say that a pipe conducting water cannot complain of test. Better open your mouth and drink. Otherwise, <laughs> ask Gudejuku. He repairs cars he can't afford. <laughs> Is it a lie? He's sitting down there. Go and ask him. He will collect it, work on it for two days, return it to you, collect more money, and thank you very much for your patronage. And he'll be looking at you and say, oh, one day we'll go reach this level. Meanwhile, <laughs> So, come on, we left all those common sense Christianity behind long ago. We left those things behind long ago. We let Myron Braham raise his wife from the dead and died from the same accident. He couldn't even lift the handle. He told his son, take my hand and place it upon her. He was that wounded. His bones broken. I bet forget common sense Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> it's not common sense. But that, oh, how did we get there? <laughs> oh God. So people, there's temptations every day. That's the reason why people will now forsake wisdom. Because Satan comes to them, tells them all kinds of stories. Tells them that if it was like that, where's your father Paul? Even though he has the answer, the clear answer, he will neglect the answer. And go for something else. What the young boys, the friends of Rehoboam sells, that's what he will go for. And that is why people fail their tests in life. There's no test that comes to us that God has not taught us ahead on how to handle. There is none. And what am I preaching? Every day we have tests. Victory is for the overcomer. And we're not waiting to overcome big things. Overcoming is, it starts from the small things. When God is checking, it's in little things like I got to the office. They say everybody be there by 8. I'm there 8.15. Sign. Will I write 8 or write 8.15? That's all. People are waiting that. Will I deny Jesus like Polycarp was, you know, was asked to deny Jesus? Jesus said, can you even write the time you got to work? 
Can you write the time you go to your asking whether you will deny like polycap? <laughs> Say, Lord, help me to stand and speak like polycap. That 86 years I have served him. He has never done me any wrong. Why will I please blaspheme the Lord? The Lord said, just 86 minutes, you go to work. Just write that you go home, walk to work 15 minutes late. What is all of this prayer you are shouting for when Nero or one herald will put you in front of fiery furnace? Ordinary fiery job. We can't... <laughs> you can't tell us the truth. Ordinary fiery work. You can't tell us the truth. You're waiting for a win. Listen, every day. Listen, and I need to emphasize this. I believe... I hear prophecies, and right now in my heart, okay, I, have, I feel strongly about it. God actually literally wants to do something great on the earth, and he's about to pour a revival, but he said, Banky, the last time I poured this revival, you know what happened to them? They all went mental. They all went crazy. One of my seniors in school, God poured revival on him. He didn't come back to school. <laughs> Spiritual power. He didn't come back to school. It's not not coming back to school that's the problem. It's what he now began to do. It happened. I don't want to mention names. Many of you know those people. They became what they are today because of the power that the Lord poured out that time. People didn't realize that it was in them. Some of them thought it was a mark of their spirituality. You see a little boy Put up his hand, say, in the name of Jesus. And a hall, do you understand? Full of adults. Everybody will go down under the power. They'll be struggling to get up. They won't be able to get up. Oh, it happened amongst those guys those days. Men will carry the handkerchief, throw it at you. Catch it if you can. I'm not kidding. Catch it if you can. If you reach out for you, you think you are shot with a cannon. It will drag you and throw you back. And little boys. Some of them say, we know how many hours we prayed. God said, you didn't pray. You did not pray. It's just what I'm doing in this season. You didn't pray any prayer. To carry divine authority, that's what God is looking for. Say, enough, I'm tired of joking, you know, jokers who call themselves Christians. Who are arguing whether they are secure eternally. Why are you arguing whether you are secure eternally if you are interested to, in working with me, like Paul, driving for stronger things? Many of those who are arguing like that, you know their problem? They don't want to depart from their sins. They don't want to depart. That's why they are preaching on rubbish grace that God never preached. They don't want to depart from their sins. Trials come every day in life. Money, needs, troubles, what are you really going after in life is what God is talking about. And he's telling the church here, all of us today now, and we're looking at all those churches. For everybody, these are the same things. Jezebel will come and present something before you that is not the Lord. And this interesting part, what Jezebel presents is always a blessing that the Lord also offers. Which makes it difficult for a lot of Christians to see the difference. Jezebel presents prosperity. That's the commonest thing she presents. Success. Your church should be big. Those are the things she presents. But she does not put Christ as the center of everything. And Jesus said, forget all those other things. I add them. But you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Trials come in life. 
trying to choke you, deny the Lord. These are the temptations of life on a daily basis. Let me say, emphasize, emphasize again. Please, let's stop waiting for the big trials, the big temptations. It's in every little thing. It's everything, you know, in crossing the road, obeying traffic lights. I'm telling you the truth. In opening your mouth and telling the truth. And for those of us who are preachers, in preaching for the sake of truth and nothing more. Just preaching for the sake of truth. You're not allowed to preach so that the church can grow. No, you're not allowed to. This is a message that grows a church. That's a Jezebel's message. That attitude is Jezebelic. I've heard it before. I preach a good message so that people will give offering. That is satanic. Preach a good message so as to encourage people so they will not be discouraged. That is Satan. My job is not to encourage you. It's to tell you the truth. The word of God pulls down. It uproots. It overthrows. It destroys. It builds. It plants. It's just to tell the truth. We're not there to encourage anybody. We are there to tell the truth. Say, you know, if you don't do it like that, they won't come back to church. Don't trust me, they will come back. Nobody encourages them in the mosque when they go there to go and blow themselves up. They they will come back, trust me. They will come back. John the Baptist did not encourage anybody. Go and check your scriptures. The true preaching of the word of God is to warn people from the judgments to come. Now today I decided to just you know, read up the story of that poly cap because I've quoted it a number of times. Just like second-hand stories are here and there. And I heard what the man actually tells the, 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 the Roman you know, proconsul or whatever that was threatening him. <laughs> so you are, you are threatening me with fire that will burn for an hour. He said, do you know the fire that will burn in the judgment about to come? He was warning the other guy. You think I should be scared? You should be afraid. At that time, he was 86 years old. He told him, man, you, be afraid. You threaten me? Said so the man who came to arrest him. <laughs> he said, they were surprised that he wasn't hiding. I opened it. Oh, you guys, you have arrived. Come, 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 sit down. Get them something to eat. Get them something to eat. Get them something to eat. They ate. They climbed the donkey. Those ones were feeling bad. Now, who sent us on this kind of rubbish assignment today? <laughs> the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. So that's the issue. God, the Lord is raising people up through whom he can change the world. He's raising people up through whom he can affect the environment. And if you are one that he's going to use, these are the things that he's saying to you. Rearrange your life. Take these things line by line. Make sure you correct yourself in everything. Let's just look at that church in um, Philadelphia. He said to them, you have a little strength. Not much, just a little strength. But with it, you kept my word. As in verse 8, you have a little power, a little strength. And the primary thing we are giving strength for is for keeping the word of God. The primary thing is not for any other thing, but for keeping God's word. God gives you strength. He He gives you a little time. The first thing we do with the time is to get hold of the word. And it says, you have not denied my name. He said, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews, but are not, but they lie. I will make them come and bow at your feet and make them know that I have loved you. Let me just say something to us briefly here. I'm going to try my best to be brief. Usually when I get here, I get stuck. Just pray for me that I will not spend too much time on it. 
Okay? This is a serious digression. I'm picking up from that particular verse, but I need to emphasize this to Christians so that they don't get carried away. Have you heard this joke before? That Igbo men are Jews. Have you heard that joke before? All right. Uh-huh. And I asked somebody, why do you think you, you, you are Jews? He said they circumcised on the eighth day. I said, come to Western Nigeria, we all circumcise on the eighth day. So I guess every Urubama is also a Jew. All right, it works like that. But then they finished everything. I couldn't see anything to hold on to that they don't do in the West and Middle Belt and a lot of part of the North. So I guess every black man must be a Jew. I suspect that seriously. You know, Solomon, he did things those days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I discovered people a few days ago. And I had a very good laugh. Just by the way, nobody knows where anybody came from in this world again. Nobody knows, all right? <laughs> but are you a Jew or you are not a, you're not a Jew? But that's not even the issue. That's not the issue. The issue that irritates me about it is that why is it a big deal? Christians. That's the issue. I actually was in a church once to go and preach. And the bishop in charge of the church, he opened his mouth. And I felt like, just because I didn't know him very well, I felt like, sir, did you just say that? Somebody came to that church was selling all these um, Aliyah CDs. No, I don't mean the musician, but the movement of people back to Israel, the natural Israel. So that from all over the world, people come who claim to be Jews, Israel will settle you. And they like it, you know why? They need you to fight the Arabs, so really. <laughs> Once you just say you're a Jew, don't worry, just come, come. Because you can carry a weapon, all right? These are our enemies, just mount the border, all right? And just fill up the spaces, so not a problem. And that day, so they were deceiving all those cities. And a big man got up and said, and they should pay attention, they said, look. He said, I know where I came from. Are you getting my point? You know, evil man, Jew, that connection. And I started laughing to myself, sir, we are a Christian. That is so superior. I don't know where I get my point. This, it's superior. Higher. It is so much higher. That Paul said, everything that was gained to me, I counted as what? Dung. That's how it is for Christianity. If you're a Christian. Maybe you were arguing whether you're a Jew or you're not a Jew. You know, let me just warn some people who think that there's, there's one thing people didn't realize. Satan and apostasy comes in different ways. For those who were following down the canon, the day you should have left him was when he took a shower and wore his skull cap. Read the Bible. Paul said you can never be returned back to repentance if you do that. When he read, when Hebrews chapter 6 was written, it was for those who did that. It was not for fornicators and adulterers. It was for those who left the church and went back to the synagogue. That was when you should have said, bros, you they do Judaic Biafra. We are going to Wazurike's camp and we are going to be doing Biafra from that angle. We'll be going for church service while we are praying for actualization of the sovereign state. But this your Judaism cap you have won for us believers, it is an insult to our Lord Jesus. He kills for it. That's when if you are following, you will just give him space. Let me just say something to you about that. It is a rejection of Christ, and you know what it means. It is a rejection of Christ. Be careful about it. Christ is not the white man's export. No. The white people did not export Christ to us, which is what Fela, Bob Marley, and co. tried to get us to believe. They want to give us the impression that it is a colonial mindset. No. Christianity is not colonial. You've seen it now. They have rejected it. 
That is why Sadhu Selvaraj, no, Sadhu Sundar sing before him. And Sadhu Selvaraj, that's why they do what they do. They try to show the Indians that Christianity is not the white man's religion. It is a life of God manifested. So Sadhu Selvaraj and the man before him, Sadhu Sundar Singh, they dress like Indian gurus. You see their beards, see their saffron robes. Why? They just wanted to know. Christ wears Indian costume. He's not a white man. Now back to the say, I want Christians to be careful because there's something we do a lot of times. The Lord is displeased with it. And as this, this is this Israel worship that the church has gone into. If you read your whole New Testament, there was not one single point that the apostles and co gave this kind of reverence that the church of today is giving to Israel. Jesus said it here. There is in synagogue there. He said they say they are Jews, but they are not. Why did he say that? Go and read Paul in Philippians. Paul said, this is the reason. Because we are the true circumcision who worship in the spirit and have no confidence in the flesh. That was why Jesus said that. He said, because when I come here, I want to see the real, true Jews. It is those who are circumcised in the heart. It's those who have believed in me, who have believed in the lordship of Jesus Christ. They are the true Jews as far as God is concerned. People tell you, you are preaching replacement theology. I don't know what that means. What I know is what the Lord said. Paul said, we are the what? True circumcision. That's why it makes me laugh. When some, some boys who don't even know their grandfather, they are bragging that they are Jews because now they can't told them like that. And I'm wondering, them, are you okay? How can a Christian, how can that matter to you? I don't know whether you're getting my point. What, why should it matter to you? Those who didn't have any doubt, they walked out on it. The pause of this life walked out on it and said that is fake circumcision. And as the Christians say that they brought sand from Israel. Mustard seed. Some can you bring water for baptism. Because the water came from the Jordan. You don't ask them. The Ethiopian eunuch, which water was he used to baptize? be baptized? Did you notice that? Cornelius, how was he baptized? Did Peter drag him to Jordan? How many times in your Bible did you hear that they went to Jordan to baptize after John the Baptist? <laughs> Clear scriptures, but we use confusion to be de- deceiving ourselves. They were burned by the road. The Ethiopian said, wait, here is water. What stops him from being baptized? Philip said this, whether you have believed or you have not believed. He said, ah, what is it? What do you think I've been doing while you were talking? I was believing. <laughs> there are churches that go, they want to be baptized. Even they have now to be baptized in the Jordan. In case you think the Holy Spirit is coming back there. <laughs> Holy, the Holy Spirit stopped going to Jordan after Pentecost. Holy Spirit, now I go to upper rooms. After the upper room, they went to play in the lower room. Holy Spirit met them in the lower room. Anywhere two or three are gathered in his name. That is where he comes to. Forget this Jordanic matter. Mm. Listen, I'm just, like I said, I'm just digressing slightly. But I want to emphasize it. Believers, listen to this. It is more important to be a Christian than any other thing on this earth. And if you are taking pride in anything beyond that, you are insulting the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why I laugh at those who are trying to trace their ancestry. As if he gives them anything, you know more than what the Lord Jesus could have given. 
Jesus is the one that is superior to everything. Alright, so let's just continue reading. Now, let me just rush through that. I want to pick up this, the one of the church in Laodicea. Let's just, we've talked about that many times. So we are saying again, what is, the, what is it that this people are supposed to overcome? It is simple. It's holding fast to that which you have. Because the, the world is always trying to take it away from you. Let me just emphasize it to us again. The faith that we have in the Lord Jesus, it is simple. It is the word of God. It is the will of God. We don't need anything beyond that. And that's one thing people will try to take away from you. What God wants from us is genuine faith. Walking in righteousness. There is no doctrine that is more important than those fundamental things of Christianity. I want us to understand it. It's not, there's nothing new that is deep that's supposed to be added is to hold on to it. They said one day, they asked a man, um, an advertising agency, who was running BMW's adverts. So for a long time, you know, BMW, what do they use now? I hope they see you. I read this more than 10 years ago. BMW used to be, the, 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 what do they call that thing? Is it free, that catchphrase? Eh? The slogan, thank you. Alright? The slogan was what? The ultimate driving machine. That's it. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Now, Coke has had many over my life. My, I mean, since I became aware of such things. The last I remember, the earliest I remember is Coca-Cola is it. Coca-Cola is it. Then they changed to Coca-Cola, enjoy. Then they changed to Coca-Cola, sharing happiness. There was one before that sharing happiness. Hmm? Anyway, they, they kept on changing anyway until they are done sharing happiness. Tomorrow they will change to something else. So they said they asked the man running the adverts of BMW, the head of the advertising agency. Say, what have we been paying you for all this while? Why have you not changed from the ultimate driving machine? All the money we have been paying you, what is it for? Said the money you have been paying it so that I will ensure you don't change it. <laughs> that my job all this while is to keep persuading you people that there is nothing better than being called the ultimate driving machine. At that time, they had used that thing for nothing less than 10 years. They had used it, I've forgotten for how long. I don't know whether I've changed it now. But the man answered the CEO of BMW, that my job, why you pay this amount of money, is I'm here to ensure that this company does not change its name, its slogan from the ultimate driving machine. Because as far as it was concerned, that's the best phrase they could get. And there's no need changing it for the sake of change. Ask my wife a lot of times. That's the discussion we have at home. Say, I want to change this. Thing. I say, why? Say, it's been there for a long time. I say, so. I've been married to you for a long time. I have not changed you. You have been to me for a long time. You have not changed me. <laughs> what is this? It's been there for a long time. That I need another thing beyond this. It has been there for a long time. Is it bad? No. Is it broken? No. Is it faded? No. It's no longer working? No. So why should I change it? It has been there for a long time. I said, sweetheart, that is not good enough an excuse. What am I going to say? The church in Philadelphia, they were told, things are okay the way they are. Your doctrine is good. Make sure they don't take it away from you. They are, how do they take it away? They always offer you something new. That's, I want you to understand that. That's what the world does. And the one who can stand and refuse to change is the real man or woman of God. They are going to come to you one day and then flood your head with a new rave concerning prosperity. Another thing, seven mountain prophecy. 
All kinds of things will come. I have realized. You know, my wife said something they were discussing. She went somewhere, they were trying to plan something. He said, please, whatever plan you want to plan, please, why don't you plan around the word of God? If we know enough word of God, all these other things will be added to us. I don't I, I, I plan a program. He said, look, just plan a program centered around God's word. All these other things we are looking for, they will come to us. We don't need to stress ourselves for them. Listen, there was a time I told you, I was there, when church growth was the major thing. Everybody, some churches are still lost because of it till today. Because they are counting numbers and opening branches. They now, they are, they now have branches pastored by Satan. And Satan is their regional pastor. You know, regional, I'm telling you the truth. Because the simple gospel of Jesus, they threw it away. It got boring. Something new had to be added to it. But go to that church in Philadelphia. Hold on to it tight. It's an assignment. I look back sometimes, I remember some things we used to do those days. I start that habit again. There is a habit we had since I was a young believer on campus. Once in a while, you are too busy in life, you sleep away, but I pull myself back. For me, that's one of the things I like everybody to emulate. It's just this addiction to that book in your hand and things around it. So that each day will not pass, you have not added something. Believe me, you do that as a habit. Many other things people are running after, those things will run after you. Let me say something. This is here. What the Lord is just looking for is somebody who is willing to work with him even if there was nothing. This adding condition to Jesus, he doesn't like it though. He despises these adding conditions to him. I will serve you if you promise this. No, it's like give me your life and forget it there. If I like, I squeeze it, shred it, and cut it to pieces. Is that okay? If the answer is yes, then some of these things we are preaching and looking for, he adds them. He doesn't add prosperity to people that cannot let it go. I don't know where I get my point. That is, the people he wants to add material abundance to are the same people that if he says, drop all of it and walk away from it. They just take it, there was a job done, it was nice doing it, let's do another one. So that's why he doesn't want us to camp around, camp around prosperity. I don't know whether you're getting my point. No, he doesn't want anybody camping around it. He doesn't want anybody camping around it. Sometimes, you know what? Let me tell you what's going to happen today in today's Christianity. Just watch it. Over the next few years. You will see a re- reaction against this gospel of prosperity I've for a long time. It will also be wrong. That's the painful part. We will start wearing tattered clothes again and say it's a sign. I know what I'm telling you. The hotel is a sign of spirituality. Women will remove their earrings. They will remove their makeup. I'm telling you the truth. They will start wearing sandals. You see men wearing sandals up and down. <laughs> Do you know why? One day, we are all just going to get tired. And then typical human beings will swing again to the other extreme. But that's what he doesn't want. God can bless anybody with anything. He just wants the center focus of their lives to be him and nothing else. Not the things that he's adding. And what the world is trying to do all the time is to try and bring the church down to their level. That's what they're always trying to do. See what they have done in in many of these countries. They've done it very well. The pastors now, uh, the bishops now celebrate the fact that they are now liberated. They can now conduct homosexual marriages. And the world said, good, we have done that one. 
What I'm trying to say, the world is always trying to bring the church down to its level. And we have a responsibility to ensure that nobody takes our crown for us. Jesus promised again, like I said here, he wants to share authority with people. There will be pillars in his body. That's what he wants. And then he will put up, he said, I will write on the person that is a sign of ownership. This is mine. It's the same thing as me introducing them to the Father, like we discussed last time. Now, let me just add this one to it. I will close with it. I mean, maybe next time I may review this, or if I can finish it today, we'll just leave it there. We've read this already. And I think it's, I've preached so much about it from this place. I've preached so much from it that I don't feel like saying so much about it. The church in Laodicea, everything has its problems. Poverty has its problems. Prosperity has its problems. You have a church in Laodicea here. Somebody called, uh, who's, uh, Johnson. He called the Lagos church the church in Laodicea. Yes. <laughs> Why? Because in Nigeria of today, Lagos churches generally, they have a lot of money. That's Laodicea for you. That's what Olubi Johnson called Lagos, the church in Laodicea. That they have too much money. The day TDJs came to Nigeria, he didn't know whether he had died and gone to heaven. TDJs, he came to Nigeria. By the time Pastor Paul Adifarasin was done with giving him honor, the man, the kind of... He had only seen it with the American president. He landed, of course, trust now, not with Niger. Brought him into the presidential lounge of the airport. Then he came out, saw the cars waiting. Boys with, you know, security <laughs> guy, guy, guy waiting. Opening door and talking to them, you know, Alpha Romeo is about to move down to the... <laughs> <laughs> look, not... Look, look, look. I will carry you to some of our two hotels. Ah, the guy came said that he, he confessed that he was treated like royalty. He said he had never in his life seen such treatment. Believe me, the best country in the world is where you are living in right now. We, are, we, are, we do some things, guys go see. People now have the impression that that is prosperity. Let me quickly tell you that is not prosperity. It's not prosperity. It's not a sign that we're making progress. You know what it means? Nothing. It's not good. It's not bad. Why does it say it's not good? It's not bad. As we are blowing this amount of money down south. Let Pastor Corey tell you what's going up in the north. I'm not saying it is bad to have that kind of money. I'm trying to tell you that it's not a sign we have progressed. Sometimes it's a sign we are ahead is not working. One of the lies I hate to hear. His ministry said that you tie to a bigger ministry to connect with the grace. That thing is satanic. Because Jesus is also in those who nobody knows. Yes. If you wanted to give to the Lord Jesus so that your life can, be, can, be, can, can increase, this is my own thinking. Turn around and give to those who... Listen, all the money we are using to do issue down, shout. I, I just told you now, in that IDP camp where he goes, they meet in a corrugated iron sheet building. And you know Meduguri is not a no good temperature. It's the same country. So for me, I don't see it as a sign of progress. But I'm just trying to say that all this money, to me, it doesn't mean anything. Like people tell me, why is a man of God flying a private jet? I say, because he has money. He can foil it. If you give me a private jet right now, I will swear for you. I won't bless you. See, you are very wicked. You don't want me to go for a life. Come on, go and sell the thing and let us share the money. 
If you sell it effectively, I give you half. Say the Lord said I should give it to you. Say, tell the Lord, I said you should sell it. Bring half of the money. If I give Okemute one tithe, he can't preach for one year. He'll go mad. Then <laughs> <laughs> you come here and say, open to Romans chapter 5. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this offering was six months ago now. That's in joke. The Lord is good. <laughs> Well, I'm not against it, but right now, I can't, why don't I can't foil it? God is my heart. I have nothing, zero. If you know the, 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 the schedule of some of those men, you know that's the only way to be effective. That's the only way to be effective. I have nothing against it, but I'm not looking for it. We are doing our own ministry. So that's, I'm not emphasizing the fact that, look, it's not a big deal, it's nothing, it's just there. However, the church in Laodicea thought that because of that, they were rich. And Jesus looked at them and said, are you out of your mind? They were the richest of the seven churches, but they were the ones that he called the poorest. Judging by the things we have seen, of those seven churches, they were the richest. By his analysis, they were the poorest. And if Jesus tells you you are poor, if I were you, I would believe it. If Jesus tells you you are poor, you know what it means? You are really poor. All the money you are carrying up and that is monopoly money. You know you call monopoly money. It's, they just printed paper, no currency. Just that's all the hundred million dollars you have in the account. It's pure monopoly money. So when it tells you you are poor, believe it. The church in Laodicea, interestingly enough, was the one that Jesus described as the poorest of the lot. He was trying to describe their poverty. He had to use so many things to qualify it. He said, you are poor. You are wretched. You know what to be wretched? You're not just poor. You are so poor that even if they sell you, you can't pay your debt. He said, you are poor. You are wretched. He said, you are blind. You are so poor. They've taken your clothes, your debtors. They've removed everything. Say you are naked. Yet outwardly, that was the richest church they had. I'm going to leave it here. But for us to use that one to caution ourselves. You have bought a new car, means nothing. You have built a house, has no meaning. You have a lot of cash, does not say anything about what, whether you are making progress or you are not making progress. Remember, all these warnings are to individuals to take heed of, even though they were written to churches. He said, he that has an ear, let him hear. That if somebody is paying you ten times what the other person is earning, does not mean you are well paid. It may be you are the one. You come to a place, you are one person that earns five million a month. And they tell Jesus, show us who earns the least here. He points to you. It's that practical. And let me tell you something. Anytime Jesus says something, eventually you will see it physically. Yes, I mean, just simply knowing that should help you make choices. Sometimes people tell me they are relocating abroad. I have no problem with, if you want to relocate abroad, it's okay with me. What I have as a problem is why? Because if the believing still and could not relocate abroad, people won't hear the gospel. Missionaries have to relocate abroad. I hope you know that Africa is abroad from you know, somebody must go somewhere. You know? It's why that's the issue. Let me tell you the truth there. 
There's nothing outside that you are seeing that's real. Since you are seeing outside, they're not real. They are not real. There's nothing outside that's real. See all these things you are saying. You buy a new car, I hope you know it doesn't mean anything. It, it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you have money, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. In fact, some people want the day they bought that car, God realized they're not going far in life again. So for some people, I'm telling you the truth. It, it doesn't have it doesn't mean anything. You have finally built a house, pwah, says nothing about whether you have made progress or haven't made progress. No, let's get this clear. So many people are running up and down because uh, you know, I've heard people tell me, you, you know, you know, you know, you know, Nigerians. Oh God, may God help us human beings. We human beings are not in Nigerians everywhere. You know, you, you run, you are running to America because oh, you think what? Don't let material things toss you up and down. God has blessed you so much. There are little things that you have around you don't know they are blessings. You are there complaining that I can't get to America. Listen to me. I tell my classmates, my students when I'm teaching them, I say you are making noise about America. I say, all of you are very very stupid. You are in College of Medicine. Federal government is paying. You are making noise. I said, try America. Nine out of ten of you here can't make it to medical school. It's not about intelligence. It's about who will pay the fees. All of them try a medical class. Nigeria will be charging 70000 a year. And you are studying medicine. And you are abusing the country. You split your tithes in two. Half of your church, half of federal government. It sounds like a joke, but I don't, I'm not kidding. You don't realize the amount of blessing God has given you. What federal government is giving you free of charge across the U.S. is $12,000 a year. And don't let anybody deceive you. It is the same thing. I'm a university teacher. I am telling you, it's the same thing. My friend, he studied law. In University of Benin, the same time with me, is today a professor of petroleum law in Togood Marshall School of Law, Texas Southern University. University of Benin. We were there together. I did medicine, he did law. So please, eh, you are blessed. So they, don't, don't they will be deceiving you that live in a zoo. You don't live in a zoo. God has blessed you. Amen. UNN is composite scholarship for everybody. That is, once you enter the school, you are not paying school fees. Your father just not to give you money to eat. That's it, sir. That is it, sir. And you know the way it is? That's 70K. If you don't have it, you can raise it. Are you going to my point? Yes. You have to look. Hey, I got chicks. How now? Now 70K. Take your own portion. <laughs> you don't take now five. By the time you greet 14 people. Apostle, money don't complete. That's no scholarship. And it's what, forget all the lie they are telling you. It is world-class education. I am a university teacher. It is a world-class education. My friend, he's currently a visiting professor in Anguilla. He, all he did is Nigeria here too. What am I going to say? You are blessed. Apostle, that's not our message, but we have to let people know. In Jesus' name, your father must not pay for, pray for money again because you want to go to school. As long as UNIZIC is there and UNN is here, with full scholarship, pray for Buhari and Osimajo. All your problems have gone away. Well, I went into that trying to place some place. God has blessed us so much. But we get used to complaining, looking for things that are not real, things that are not true. People will be raising shoulders for you that they came back with a master's from one university in America. We don't even employ them anymore. There are too many of them. Do you get my point? Listen to me. You are blessed. Somebody say amen. And when I say that, I mean it spiritually, but I also mean it materially. The church in Laodicea was making a lot of noise. Just realize said that you don't realize you are poor. You are wretched. You are miserable. I jumped that other one. 
I told you that I'm very rich. You know that? I tried to check how much money I have. Millions of dollars on a monthly basis. Too much money. Amen. Praise God. Say, Pastor Bank, you get one million there. I, now, calculator, the calculator. <laughs> Michael Jackson was paying $200,000 a month to sleep. I need to drink coffee to stay awake. So add that one down. I sleep, ask my wife, I sleep very well. It's, if I'm not sleeping, it's ministry. It's Chooks um, and um, Israel that gave me work. Say, so we need this, this magazine by tomorrow. We have to go to radio in Portaco tomorrow. So I stay up at night to be fiddling with computer. Otherwise, sleep is my portion. <laughs> and my wife sleeps two times as much as me. <laughs> my wife has asked me a question before. And I answered immediately. Yet, it's not. I, I answered the answer into it. Somebody says it's not. He said, uh, why, uh, why are you leaving by 8 o'clock? I said, you know the lecture starts by 8.30. <laughs> ah, what is that? <laughs> That's $200,000 times two. That's not 400000 a month. My children are not on drugs. Though. Add that one to it. I'm a blessed man. The last few days, Many of our brothers here, they, 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 you know what Paul said? He said, Timothy has saved with me in the course of this gospel like his son saving his father. I'm blessed. They, have, they helped me, they served me. If I had to pay for their... Do you know how much money you're talking about? It's not just the labor, it's the heart. Pay for it now. Pay for honest people to be around you. And be watching out for your welfare. I'm very rich. That's why you see me walking like I'm drunk. I'm feeling very happy. I am totally blessed. I'm totally blessed. I eat, I eat anything I like. Anything I like, anytime I want to eat it. I know how God did it. God made sure I don't have big appetite. I don't drink wine of 200,000 a bottle. I drink cocoa. And you know, I have as much satisfaction from that, my Coke, as from the man who's drinking wine of 200. You saw that bottle I showed you? 200K. And it broke. It wasted. Apostle. True story. I said, that, that, that dragon you are seeing is from the bottle of wine, 200,000. Buy for Lagos. Before you reach three hours journey, don't break. Add that one to my words. You see why I'm a millionaire? I'm rich, amen? amen. You are rich, amen? amen? God has blessed you with peace of mind. Amen. He has no trouble around you. Amen. Your future is great. Amen. Your tomorrow is secure. Amen. No evil will befall you. Amen. Please rise to your feet. Let's give a lot of thanks because you are rich. I mean, we are, you are rich. Oh, did I tell you I have a loving wife? Did I mention that part to you? Did I explain to you that being a husband for me is very cheap? I don't need to buy expensive things and I don't chase women. I don't, my, my phone is fingerprint lock. I'm allowed three sets of fingerprints. Two mine, one is my wife's own. Because I'm, I was, I was tired of her. The only people I refuse to allow their fingerprint on my phone are my children. So victory will come. Ah, daddy, <laughs> they like this. <laughs> my friend, wait, wait. Carry my hand, putting it there. But I registered my wife's fingerprint on my phone. So anytime she picks the phone, she swipes her fingerprint. The phone opens. There's nothing I'm hiding there. The phone has secret compartments to hide things. All of them with the same fingerprint. So my wife can go to it and open all of them with her fingerprint. That's peace of mind. If you put value on all of these things, you know Bill Gates is not as rich as me. And I'm not afraid I'm going to have fire, even though I tell people to fear God. 
future is secure. In Christ, I'm, I'm okay. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. Who told you I'm poor? I am not poor. I'm very rich. Uh, you can see what I'm going to say here. Yes. If you are rich in the house, give me an amen. amen. If the Lord has blessed you, give me another amen. amen. Just raise those hands and just say, Lord, thank you. Just say, Lord, thank you. Just say, Lord, thank you. I, I, I spoke a lot towards the end of the message. But I don't know why. I'll just say, look, listen. Just realize that God has blessed you. You don't need the outside things to prove to you that you are rich. Say, Lord, thank you. Just give him praise this evening. Say, Lord, thank you. Say, Lord, thank you. Just thank him. Thank him because he has secured you in Christ. Thank him because he has secured you in Christ. Thank him because he has secured you in Christ Jesus. Just say, Lord, thank you. I think we just thank him. Just raise those hands and say, Father, thank you. They repent or repent of grumbling. Say, Lord, I'm sorry I grumbled. I'm sorry I grumbled. I'm sorry I looked up to other people. I thought they were better than me. I'm sorry. Father God, I realize now that you actually have blessed me. There are many things people are needing money for. I don't need them. Because you have supplied. So I don't need that money. You have supplied. So I don't need that money. Say, Lord, thank you. Like one of our brothers would say, say money will not send me on an errand. Amen. Say, Lord, I thank you. Just for another minute, say, Lord, I dedicate myself to serving you. I dedicate myself to loving you. Not for the things you bring. You brought a lot. Just because that's my life. Say, Lord, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Our Father will give you thanks. You are a good God.